Today is Friday, October the 27th, 2023, and this is a Daily Inc. update. The newly installed House Speaker Mike Johnson makes his first public statement following a mass shooting in the state of Maine that has left 18 people dead. This is a, this is a dark time in America. We have a, a, a lot of problems, and we're really, really hopeful and prayerful. Prayer is appropriate in a time like this that the evil can end and this senseless violence can stop. And so that's, that's the statement this morning for the, on behalf of the entire House of Representatives. Everyone wants this to end, and I'll leave it there. When it comes to the whole House Speaker race within the Republican conference, House member Nancy Mace of South Carolina is now confirming what Florida Republican Matt Gates revealed just the day before, that Kevin McCarthy was backstabbing those closest to him in order to try and regain the speakership seat. Here's Mace on Steve Bannon's War Room podcast. There was a, a concerted and orchestrated effort at the hand of McCarthy that every time someone ascended, They got knifed in the back, including America's favorite Republican congressman in Jim Jordan. I mean, our conference couldn't even elect the the best and favorite congressman in this country, Jim Jordan, because of what McCarthy and his allies were doing behind the scenes and orchestrating his failure. And he did it not once, not twice, but three times. And finally, we were able to unmask what he was doing. This was about the power the few people that have power in this in this country, K Street and downtown and and those in, in leadership, this, the former speaker. This is about people versus power. And the people won over. It was not easy because the former speaker went kicking and screaming this week, had had meltdowns in our conferences. A lot of threats were made. I've had a lot of threats on my life uh, in the last week or so. I've received at least four death threats over over my vote and over my convictions to change the direction of Washington and change the direction of this country. And we would not have been able to do it without the support of the people, number one. A letter from Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley to the directors of the FBI and the Department of Justice has now been made public and it reveals some bombshell allegations. Grassley says that he now has whistleblower information that there were 40 confidential sources that the FBI was in communication with who had criminal information related to Hunter, James and Joe Biden. The confidential human sources were in contact with multiple field offices in various states over a period of years. Grassley says in the letter that an essential question to be answered now is, did the FBI investigate the information given by these 40 sources or did they just shut it down for political reasons, especially ahead of the presidential election? Grassley also wrote in that letter that if, in fact, the FBI acted improperly in order to help the Bidens, it would not be the first time. Well, Eventbrite is at it again when it comes to censoring and throttling events that don't fit into their political and cultural views. This time, Eventbrite has removed the page called Protecting Women's Sports, which is an event that will feature former NCAA swimmer Riley Gaines. Gaines competed against transgender swimmer Leah Thomas, who was born Will Thomas, and Gaines has now become very outspoken about what that's doing to women in women's sports. Gaines posted a message on her Twitter account after Eventbrite sent her the reason for for why they were pulling the publicity from their website. They told Gaines that it violated community guidelines on discrimination, harassment, or disparagement of individuals. A medical watchdog group known as Do No Harm is developing a detransitioner's bill of rights to inspire future state and federal legislation. The detransitioner bill of rights has the goal of helping those who are wanting to reverse the transgender surgeries and hormone therapies that they received as minors. Chloe Cole of Florida is one outspoken detransitioner who speaks across the nation about it. 
Cole tweeted about this latest move from the watchdog group, saying that detransitioners deserve a standard of care that is not written by butchers and liars, and that this model legislation being offered would provide insurance coverage to find out the status of fertility and overall health for those who reverse their transgender surgeries. And this is our final portion of a discussion by KGB defector Yuri Bezemanov, who lived in the United States for 14 years before he sat down with journalist Edward Griffin back in 1985 to detail the methods of socialist Marxism in taking over a democracy like the U.S. The first step is done over a long stretch of time, and it's called demoralization. It's done through subversive propaganda that infiltrates educational institutions, government, and the media. The next step is faster in its destabilization at the economic, foreign policy, and national security level. The third stage is crisis that is manufactured, and then normalization, which is only achieved when power and control is seized from the citizens through violence by the leadership that was in charge during the crisis. Here is Bezemanov responding to Griffin's concerned question about whether there's any way to reverse what has already been accomplished so far in the U.S. The immediate thing that comes to my mind is, of course, there must be a very strong national effort to educate people in, in, in the spirit of real patriotism, number one. Number two, to, to explain them the real danger of socialist, communist, whatever, welfare state, big brother government. If people will fail to grasp the impending danger of that development, Nothing ever can help the United States. You may kiss goodbye to your freedom, including your precious lives. Um, the second thing, I, the moment at least part of the United States population is convinced that the danger is real, they have to force their government. And I'm not talking about sending letters, signing petitions, and all this beautiful, noble activity. I'm talking about forcing United States government to stop aiding communism. No credits, no technology, no money, no political or diplomatic recognition, and of course no such idiocy as grain deals to USSR. If we are talking about capitalists or, or, or wealthy businessmen, they, I think they are selling the rope on which they will hang very soon. If they don't stop, if they cannot curb their unsettled desire for profit, and if they keep on trading with the monster of the Soviet communism, they are going to hang very soon. It's, it's simplistic. I know it sounds unpleasant. I know Americans don't like to listen to things which are unpleasant. But I have defected not to tell you the stories about such idiocies as microfilm, James Bond type, espionage. This is garbage. Uh, you don't need any espionage anymore. I have come to talk about survival. It's a question of survival of this system. Keep in mind that Bezemanov is not making any personal declaration of a belief in God, and so this certainly influences his prognosis for this country and limits it greatly. These natural story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. A 
group that has been on the front lines of fighting to expose voter and election fraud in Georgia is the group known as Voter GA. One of their founders, Garland Favorito, was recently talking with L. Todd Wood on the Georgia 2024 show about the big case that is happening in Fulton County, Georgia, that involves Donald Trump and 18 of his lawyers and staff who helped him challenge the 2020 election results in that state. As you know, True the Vote has been also involved in Georgia to expose the ballot trafficking operations that utilize dirty voter rolls and mail-in or absentee ballots during the 2020 presidential election. In fact, True the Vote and founder Catherine Engelbrecht are all back in a courtroom this week, and it could be there for several days, if not weeks, as they defend themselves from a lawsuit brought against them by Stacey Abrams, Mark Elias, and Biden's Department of Justice. This all has to do with the dirty voter rolls that True the Vote revealed to several Georgia election officials. Favorito says the judiciary in various states, including Georgia, has been corrupted and weaponized in order to disrupt the process of first selecting Trump as the Republican presidential candidate, as well as any efforts to clean up voting ahead of the 2024 election day. This whole, all these hearings and trials and things, um, the um, indictments of President Trump with no crimes, uh, and they're done by political um, um, I don't know what you want to call it. I, I'm trying to find a, a, a decent name for it uh, uh, to use on the air, but political hacks uh, who, had, who are operating under the color of being district attorneys. Then you have these uh, secretly appointed judges who are highly partisan, clear uh, um, uh, documents that would make them have to be recused, but yet they're still in trials. And uh, they've even got the case where uh, they're attempting to steal President Trump's assets so he can't run for uh, election in 2024. So this is all, I think, part of the communist conspiracy that James was talking about to steal the ability of the people to choose the next president of the United States and to continue to protect people who are cheating and stealing our elections by uh, criminalizing anyone who wants to to uh, challenge uh, the election or the integrity of, of, a, of a previous election. Also of interest is that the district attorney who is prosecuting Trump, Fannie Willis, did not express much confidence in the election process within her own state just three years ago. Right as the 2020 primary was wrapping up, Willis called into WABE's Morning Edition to bemoan the fact that the results of the Fulton County DA race had not been fully counted by that morning after the voting wrapped up the night before. And so we've got to do better. Georgia was on the national news. And the bottom line is we have to do better. They had three additional weeks to get this election ready. You remember, we're supposed to go on May 19th. Also happening this week related to January 6th was the fact that Democrat Congressman Jamal Bowman was charged by Capitol Police for pulling a fire alarm within the Capitol building in September that caused everyone to be evacuated during a voting process. Now, Bowman is a former middle school principal, so he knows all about fire alarms and the laws surrounding them. Yet Bowman claims that he was trying to get out of the side doors and thought that pulling that lever would open the doors and then... When he realized that story was ridiculous, he changed it to saying that he was confused and in a rush. The security cameras show an entirely different story 
that reveals more intention in what Bowman was doing when he pulled that lever. Nevertheless, the charges from the Capitol Police were only a misdemeanor and will be expunged in the future from Bowman's record when he pays a fine. Cash Patel is the former acting U.S. Secretary of Defense under the Trump administration, and he's also an American attorney. Patel recently spoke on Just the News to say that Bowman should get the same treatment that those who were part of the January 6th protest inside the Capitol received from the FBI and the Capitol Hill police for their disruption of the procedures of Congress then. It's 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 a minuscule amount of accountability. Look, it's a felony. They issued a summons. The two-tier system of justice will continue to go on, and, and they'll say, oh, Democrat or Republican. He thwarted an official congressional proceeding. That is a federal offense. It does not belong in the Superior Court of the District of Columbia. It belongs in the United States District Court, in the federal court, just like every January 6th defendant has been charged. There should be no difference. As you know, we have both the Georgia collection on open ink as well as January 6th documents that you can look at. And also there's an opportunity for those who utilize the open ink resource to offer any tips on documentation, ideas, or resources that you think would be useful in expanding the open ink website. You can send those ideas or tips by way of an email to grace, G-R-A-C-E, at open.ink. That's open.ink. Thanks for listening to this Daily Ink Update.